But I'm glad people can go back to the video and be like, she did say that because there was absolutely no way possible that was going to occur. So I like to focus on facts and positive things. And as you said, people are there. They need some things to watch. So take advantage of these things. So um, as a friend said to me, I use the opportunity to pioneer. How can I switch things up and still be in my realm and still uplift people and uplift myself? Because this is a grand opportunity. It's bad, yes, but Corona is forcing us to put Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things. And today we have a wonderful guest today. Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Sugar Henry, and I am thoroughly excited to be here. <laughs> hey, that's amazing. So Sugar, where, um, so what do you do? Well, I'm an actor normally, so I act and sing in plays throughout uh, the United States. However, due to Corona, you know, she shut my full business down, but that's okay. Um, so now that I'm not doing that, I do a lot of things online. I teach online and just keep on pushing through with my entrepreneurial spirit to see what I can make happen in this time of Corona. Awesome. Awesome. So what, what type of work do you typically do? Is there a particular genre or whatever moves your fancy? For like normally in the theater, yeah. it'll be musical yes. theater. So that's what I'm doing. So okay. I'm a singer. Singer, mm -hmm. more of a mover, not a dancer, I'll say. But yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Musical is it theater. more is it more drama? Is it more classical theater? No, kind not classical. Like so I don't do Shakespearean, like true musical theater. So hairspray, Greece. Well, I've never been in Greece. Or um uh Chicago or okay. you know Oklahoma. things like that where they're singing. Yeah, singing in the, I haven't been in that one, but <laughs> you know, more singing and dancing, but yeah, within that type of realm. And then when I'm not singing on stage, I sing jazz and gospel and I kind of do those projects on my own, but then that's been impacted, period too, due to corona. So there's a little bit of everything as it comes to entertainment. So have you been in the creative space all your life, or this is something as you became an adult that you, you wanted to start doing? No, always. You know, I've always been interested in writing. I used to write little books. Well, I'm originally not from this country. When I came to this country, I, I'm from Jamaica. So I've always okay. done little plays. They will force my cousins to be in place because that's what you have to do. You know, cousins are your first friends. But when I came to this country, my father introduced me to um, The Sound of Music and okay. The Wizard of Oz because it was playing on television. And when I saw Maria spinning around on that hilltop, I just knew that the hills were alive with sugar and I needed to be there. So since then, you know, I just did my little place, did my little place in church. And then I just kind of been on that journey since childhood. Well, that's amazing. That's amazing. So you've been a character for as long as you can remember. <laughs> that's kind of you to say it like that. <laughs> Oh, she's a character, all right? <laughs> so what got you into traveling? Well, I just have, I guess, wanderlust. Before I even knew what that word was, I just always have a thirst to um, discover other cultures and other environments. And um, my parents, we would drive to Canada often because my mother's brother is there. And I remember always looking out in the window and looking at the signs and 
just enjoying all of those things. And then when I had the opportunity to start driving, I drove away and I never turned back. So it's always good just to see other cultures and see what people love to do and what's different because, you know, the more you know, I feel the better it is in terms of people communicating and connecting to each other. That's dope. That's dope. So like what has been, let's say your most memorable trips, like maybe top three memorable trips. Mm, I was trying to think about that because thanks to theater, I've been able to kind of uh, go through the entire country. So I have a good idea of all the regions. Uh, what has been? Well, I always love going back to my country. So it doesn't matter how often I go back there. That's always going to be my number one going back to Jamaica. Oh, London. Two years ago, I had always dreamt of going there and I finally was able to go there and that was truly sensational. I love it. I could live there. They were so, so pleasant. So I enjoyed that. And uh, traveling to Mexico, which that was my first trip um, outside of going to Jamaica when I was 19 and I ventured there on my own. So I'm also a solo traveler. And it was a spectacular seeing the culture and learning about the Mayan cultures and learning about the Spaniards' influence in the country too. So it was just truly dynamic. Those have been my top so far. Yeah, that's dope because I've always wanted to go to London and I've yet to make it there. I've gotten so close, but you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, if it's not meant to be, it's not to meant to be. And not I usually yet, try not to, coming. I usually try not to force my trips. Um, so what keeps you traveling, you know, um, uh, aside from theater, right? What really drives you to really, um, cause you mentioned earlier, it's about the, the experience that you get and the wonderlust, right? Yeah. Um, what maintains that energy of a wonderlust? Cause you know, we all, all, for those of us that travel, we know, Waiting on the lines to get through security, waiting to, to get on the plane, waiting for it to sit down. There's some trials and tribulations before that enjoyment occurs, right? But what keeps you going and wants you to continue to be like, I want to go? Well, firstly, I try my hardest to live life during off-peak hours. So all those lines and things that you're talking about, I've done a spectacular job thus far in life avoiding all of them. So I kind of schedule my tickets during times when the masses are not going and I've done spectacular. So, so I'm going to keep sending out that positive energy because I can't stand a line. But I just, I don't know how to stay still. Like the world is so big with so many different people to meet. You know, when people are like, I'm lonely, I'm like, why? There's so many people in the world. And now we have social media and the internet. Reach out and touch somebody, but not really touch somebody, Corona. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things to discover, so many cultures to just learn about and embrace. And I just know I don't even have enough years to explore them all. So while I do have the time, I must, must, must see them all. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Like, um, so for a person that can't sit still like yourself, right, um, you know, we're, we're in a time where we're kind of forced to somewhat sit still, right? And in this time that we're kind of forced to sit still, we kind of have to kind of come face to face with the grim reality of what's going on um, in our world, right? Uh, more specifically where we live and, and how we as, you know, the diaspora are treated um, by of course, the Caucasians or the system, so to speak, right? Um, how have you dealt with being a person of color or traveling? Um, is, has this given you a time to reflect and be like, hmm, 
maybe they said that thing in a way that I wasn't expecting it to be racist or prejudiced, but you know, you, because you're such a positive person, you didn't consume that and allow that to be you. But have you felt at times while traveling that, you know, either as a person from the diaspora or a black uh, or a woman from the diaspora while traveling? Well, you know, this movement hasn't uh, increased any awareness for me. If anything, it makes me feel a little annoyed about the people that now are woke. They're 25, they're 30 years old. They're asking me about, can you recommend films? No, I can't, because you're too brown. Okay, you're 35, you're 50. I can't give you a literary list of what you need to read up on because you've been present. So that annoys me. I had to talk to a few of my Caucasian friends that want to let me know that they're for me. How? Because your skin is white and mine is still black with or without movement. So that's been annoying. I just would like everybody to get out my face because the Black Lives Matter movement is going on with me for many, many years. And even, and even after this time, you know, I don't want it to be a trend, but you know how it works here in America when it comes to black things, I will still be black. So Traveling and making discoveries happens to me often. I went to school in the South. That is when I think I really learned it because um, uh, coming to the country and being in New York, you didn't really encounter that because all my communities were Black or Caribbean people. Um, the only thing that was different was just like cultural differences. So my American friends, they kind of put me onto American things, even something as simple as like Wendy's, because I never understood why the, the burger was square and the fries were so big. But going to school in the South, all of a sudden, some of the films I used to watch became a reality to me, or when I would be with my guy friends, and then the, we will always have to be stopped, and I, I never understood, or you learn not to speak up or ask too many questions because it could result in a negative means. So that is when that first came to me. And then traveling with theater, even more depending on the area. Um, but then that's why it was always so important to have other Black people there. But then when you don't, you have to deal with people being naive. And in the theatrical industry, it's like a double dose. So you're dealing with society, then you're dealing with them always want to put you in stereotypical things. So you have to speak up for yourself and keep relearn teaching people because that's annoying. But my most recent in this time is exploring New York because as you said, you have to stay. So I have um, became curious and explored the state parks in New York. So that's been good. And I traveled upstate and I had my first racist encounter because normally I don't have my you know, racist radar on in the North per se, because I know that's always been an area where they kind of silence, but I guess we're living in Trump days, so maybe it's, it's different, clearly. But that was the first time where I had to, like, really put on my, my guard. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm upstate. Even though I'm in the North, there's still racist up here as well, too. So that, that took me a little bit aback, um, and so I had to adjust, but you know, it, 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 it never is something you ever get accustomed to. You have to always adjust. And I think it always startles you whenever you encounter it. And, and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I, I, one thing that I actually wanted to go back to is um, you mentioned your experience in theater. You know, it's, it's a double 
a double-edged sword, right? It um, it's, it's not only that um, you're uh, a woman of color, but you're also um, uh, a woman that doesn't fit a particular look, right? Um, because, you know, um, you know, in the past, I've had friends who were in theater and, you know, they would be completely amazing for the role, but they're not six foot tall, uh, 150 pounds um, and look like Judy Garland, right? Um, and so, um, you know, it, it sounds like you've, you've, you're, and, and I'm gonna go back to something else that wasn't discussed, um, our pride in knowing where you're from, right? Um, you know, the Jamaican heritage, the West Indian heritage creates this sense of pride in us that um, allows us to kind of push through a lot of these these uh, disparities in, in our professions. Um, you know, what was that really what drives you to be like, I don't care what you expect me to look like. I'm the best in what you're asking me to do and I'm just gonna do it. Is that what was kind of driving you there? Yeah, it is like there's a fire within me. I think it comes from my father's side of the family. <laughs> kind of seem to function that way and yes being a Jamaican what is um I think is a gift to me not coming from this country but uh growing up partially in this country I have two different perspectives so some of the oppressive feelings that maybe Americans may experience coming from another country is not the same thing because you were introduced. However, you're still always startled because you might have heard it. And then when you come to America to experience it, it's totally different than what you saw in the films or you heard. But it still just gives you a, a different perspective. And I think that's what allows you to fight a little bit harder. But I, I, I'm driven. So there's only but there's only but so much I can allow a person to do. I know ultimately it doesn't matter what anybody says. If, if Sugar's going to do it, she's the force. And so you just better get out the way like Ludacris said, because you're going to get whatever's coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So with that said, um, where were you when, you know, you've, you got the news of COVID? Like, you know, were you in the midst of um, practicing for a play? or a performance, or were you just relaxing and waiting for something to happen? No, I was getting ready to go off to um, Seattle, Washington. And you know, the numbers were, were sparking there, but the theater was outside of Seattle and I had been in talks with the, um, the, the uh, director there and they're like, we're in a small town, so it's not impacting us, we don't have any numbers. So I was still going because I was watching the numbers here and uh, I'd been talking to people in other countries. So I knew it was a movement happening, but I was still gonna go to the very end. I wasn't going to adjust any plans until I knew for sure that I couldn't go. And then my friends are like, you going to Corona Town? I was like, New York about to be Corona Town. Are you not following the numbers? I mean, I didn't know how realistic my insight was at the time, but that's how I still was going to go. And it wasn't until like the governor shut the state down where I couldn't go. And then I was like, oh, here we are dealing with Corona. So that's it. So all, all of the contracts, summer, so that was in March, spring, all of that out the window. So how, aside from theater, how else did it impact you? Well, that's the major thing because I'm an entertainer. I just, when, when, 
When the MBA closed down, well, my background is in communications, and I also have an emphasis in sociology and media studies. So I'm grateful to my professors because although they never predicted uh, a pandemic, there were always scenarios we would learn about in school. So when I knew that large entity closed down, I knew it was only a matter of time before others were going to, and it was going to be a major problem because it was impacting live audience venues, and I work in that type of um, environment. So it was kind of just like a watching and seeing and assessing. I didn't really know what to do per se, but this kind of just was observing everything. And then in the back of my brain thinking about, okay, what am I going to do? Because I already knew on GP, I was not going to let this dynamic take me out. You know, and again, I, I give kudos to my professors. It was because of those scenarios that they, we talked about. Watching how everybody else was functioning, I knew I was not going to do that. Like I had to find a positive space to put myself in order to gear up for the long road that was coming. So you want to give a shout out to your alma mater for, for yes. giving you these foresight? I want to shout out Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, as well as Southeastern Louisiana University in Hammond, Louisiana. I love school. <laughs> uh, she got the she got the voiceover voice. Uh, there you go. I appreciate that. So, um, how are you adjusting to the new Norman? Of of you know, we're in a place where we're open. Um, you know, at, I think what we're at orange or something like that, or, or, or stage three or something like that, um, where things are opening up and listening to the news, unfortunately, um, there's going to be another, uh, proposed mandatory, um, nationwide lockdown. Um, how are you adjusting as things started to open up and as a creator, you know, being able to get yourself back into flow. You know, this, like I said, this, I'm working on season two just to maintain content, just keep relevant. Um, I'm leveraging the opportunity that people are sitting down and um, are not doing much. So how are you adjusting? Well, I did the same thing. I I jumped right into gear. There was no slowing down. I assessed, um, I I told myself I was not, I mean, you have your up and down, down moments, but you had to kind of like be calm and assess. And that's what I chose to do. I know that people are sitting around and they need to be inspired because also my communication training taught me that the media, their job is to get the ratings, that we're in a time of um, infotainment. It's not like back in the day with Walter Cronkite with the desk and the microphone and you got straight news. No, no, no. Everybody wants you to tune in and tune in and tune in. And that can cause hysteria. So I said, I'm going to combat this by getting information that is positive to show people that there is hope. So I would start meeting people in other countries that were doing much better than the United States that had been dealing with it a little bit longer. So I met friends in Germany, I met friends in Japan, and I started interviewing them and introducing them to people on my show. And then I would do content and speak to people on my show, encouraging them. I had told people on my show that Broadway was not going to open up in no few months. You know, they were not listening. I said it, but I'm glad people can go back to the video and be like, she did say that because there was absolutely no way possible that was going to occur. So I like to focus on facts and positive things. And as you said, people are there. They need some things to watch. 
So take advantage of these things. So um, as a friend said to me, I use the opportunity to pioneer. How can I switch things up and still be in my realm and still uplift people and uplift myself? Because this is a grand opportunity. It's bad, yes, but Corona is forcing us to propel into the future, I would say about five years earlier than we should. And I can't be behind the wave. That's just not gonna work out. So I'm taking full advantage, meet who I can, and just utilizing this grand space of the internet. I mean, look where you are, and I'm here, and we're talking to each other, whole new world, brand new place I never knew. Completely, com- I-, I can't. I- I- I, I can't agree more. Um, and, and, you know, to your point, it was one of those turning moments. Uh, oddly enough, I don't like to be in front of the camera. Um, but look at me about 60 episodes in, um, working on season two. Um, and look, I have you on the show. So um, it's, it's one of those things where um, it made the cream rise to the top and be able to leverage the time to be as creative as possible in a positive space. Yes. And so um, in light of being positive, right, um, I really want to um, believe that things will get better. Mm -hmm. Right. And so as things get better, um, more and more destinations start to open up. More and more people can now feel because I I think right now um, we were kind of given a a wake up call, as you say. Right. you put off traveling, you put off traveling, you put off traveling, and now that you can't travel, you're, you're going nuts, right? Um, so once outside opens up, what are, what is Sugar's top five, like, checklist items to, to prepare yourself to get, to, to get going? Um, and because you mentioned earlier, you're a solo traveler, so yes. you're clearly not waiting on anybody. So that's not going to be on the list. Got to right? go. Oh, my. Right. So, so what's Sugar's top five checklist items to to make sure that she enjoys herself oh prepare prepare and prepare because nothing's worse than a fool who don't not prepare you coming up you didn't get your clothes right you didn't get your itinerary right that is the beginning of the end of a terrible trip and i can't have that so prepare prepare research and like thoroughly research because as a solo traveler traveler as a black woman you have a whole nother level of preparation that you need to do um, as opposed to other people of a different persuasion. So I kind of um, look into where I want to stay, what is the demographic like, whether it's international or domestically, uh, what's the activities, just so that I know how to maneuver myself well. Budget, Okay, because it's a good time, but you know, I'm not falling out of control or laughing to the bank. Maybe a little smirk here and there. So I want to come back and still be able to smirk. So you want to make sure that you budget and dress for the occasion. So get all of the proper clothing. Um, even if you're going to someplace sunny, you want to make sure you bring something for the rain because you just you just truly, truly never know. And uh, travel with my technology, but know how to travel with all your things safely. So if you're traveling with cameras or you're traveling with your phone, which would be the international code, how would you make calls? Just from the tech part, just know your safety too. So those are my top five. So here and get all those things in between. Okay. So the sugar have a bucket list. And if you do, what's five countries on your bucket list that you would, you know, 
before you go and 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 be forever eternally happy what would be on that list i have a calling to go to australia i don't know what it is about that place but it's always on my mind i'm so, telling you it's the mystery of traveling in time for australia for me oh my gosh like i just don't understand what it is so australia is number one i'll be so thrilled when i finally get there um greece i would love to go to greece uh spain Africa. I cannot tell you what country in Africa, but just to just get there and just to be there at the beginning of humankind, according to anthropology, not opinion, but facts, though they can look it up. But it would be nice to be there at the birthplace of that and, and kind of see Israel. I would love to venture there as well. And let me see, is there anywhere else? Oh, and Brazil. Nice, nice. What I mean, you gave it a cute, uh, awesome, theatric explanation of everywhere else except for Brazil. So, what what about Brazil makes you want to go to Brazil? Well, firstly, so you could say and roll your R's like Brazil. You have to go just for the roll of the R. So that's the beginning of it, and um, it just looks like a very beautiful place. And from a um ethnic perspective in terms of being a, a person of color, that history there is very unique and interesting. So just being able to dive deeper in and understanding more of what the black people go through, why they want to watch sometimes those cultures that are this, you know, out of their bloodline. So from a historic perspective, I think that's interesting. But then the people just seem very rich and, uh, you, you know, the colors are vibrant and the culture is fabulous. So I just want to be able to, you know, just be there and just, uh, just experience all of that. It'll be fantastic. And of course, roll the R, Brazil. Brazil. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so um, I, I really want to thank you for doing this. Uh, give me, I really want to thank you for doing this. Um, so tell us where we can find you, what information people can find about you. Um, do you have any of your plays that are on YouTube or Instagram or something where they can see? Um, oh, tell, yes. tell the people where they can see you. Well, no place because of the rights. You know, it's all about the rights. However, you can find me singing. So if you just type in Sugar Henry, you can find me all over the internet. In addition to that, due to Corona and having to switch and pioneer, I've started my own outdoor company and it's called Spirit of Adventures Outdoor Tours. And I specialize in outdoor tours in New York State and first time camping adventures. So that's exciting. And also I run a show named Sugar Says because Sugar has a lot to say about everything. So that's how people can find me. That's that's great. Well, I want to say thank you, Sugar, for jumping on and really sharing your story about your travel, about your acting and so many other things that you do. So um, I am honored to really have you on the show. Um, and, you know, the energy was amazing. I, I'll just be honest with you. So thank, thank you. you very much. You know, I got to spread that joy and jubilation. You know, that's what it's all about. Thank you.